Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. We have a special treat on today's episode. Uh, We have a guest, and this guest, uh, he's not a stranger. He is a friend, a mentor, and he's been in the area of Christian apologetics for so many years, uh, blessing God's people and equipping them to defend the faith. And he's written a book that I wanted to bring to your attention as a listener And the book is called A Simple Guide to Experience Miracles with the subtitle Instruction and Inspiration for Living Supernaturally in Christ. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We have with us... Our good friend, J.P. Moreland, who is the Distinguished Professor of Philosophy at Talbot School of Theology. J.P., how are you today? I'm doing well, and it's always good to connect with you, Perseus. Amen, amen. So on the topic of miracles, um, how would you define a miracle? That's a good question. I'm going to give a simple definition, and a miracle would be an intervention by God that overrides the laws of nature and produces an effect for a purpose. So it's an intervention by God, let's say an a-, a specific answer to prayer, let's say, that, that, uh, that overrides the laws of nature to produce an effect for, for a purpose. I like that. Um, and I also wanted to get your feedback. I, I know some Christians have looked at miracles yes. in, in terms of its functionality as, number one, 
to conf- God wants to confirm his message and also to confirm the messenger. How, what's your feedback on that? Well, I do believe that's one purpose, and uh, I still think that's needed today. Many people don't think that, but I think there's still a great need for for God, and only God knows when a person would need that, but to confirm and be, for it to be a sign. But, but Perseus, there's a, is also an equally important reason and, and for, for, for miracles, and that's to show the great compassion and love of God for mm. people. It says Jesus was moved with compassion, and he healed her. That wasn't for a mm. sign, although it may have been, but his fundamental motive was he was moved with, with this woman's problem, and he just reached out in love. So I think it's a both and would be my opinion. Sure, sure, and I agree with you. Now, my second question is, um, in, in reading your book, I know you touched on it. That's why I'm bringing it up. Can a miracle be orchestrated only by God, or can some other entity do yes. a, a miracle? Well, I, if, if, if we would allow a miracle to be kind of an intervention into the natural world by some supernatural being, then I do think that angels and demons can perform miracles, not, not in the way God can, of course. But in the sense that demons can actually do things, and angels and demons are absolutely real. In fact, I have a whole chapter on how we know that there are demons in addition to biblical teaching, and angels as well. And and they can uh, appear to people. They can do 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 things. And when they intervene, that that would be a miracle in the sense of a supernatural agent. Now, they can't do the kinds of miracles God can do, and so that they can also counterfeit what God does. But So only God can do a certain level of miracle. And if people want to reserve miracle for just God, that's fine. But I would, want, I would insist that there are other supernatural agents that do things in the world. So with you saying that, we, we're, we're close to... Uh, what we all call Halloween and um, different people believe that I'm I'm talking about believers uh, that it's not a big deal, you know, to uh, engage in some of these occultic practices. What would your feedback be? That's a tough one because um, I'm I'm trying to see both sides. So let me, on the one hand, um, it, it all depends on a, a person's intention and their in, and, and their involvement and, and and why they're doing this. So, for example, uh, Christmas trees. There's no doubt that they came from pagan and as a result demonic religions. But when I put up a Christmas tree, I am in no way intending to worship a demon and. You know, Paul said that food sacrificed to idols right. is perfectly edible. So, you know, uh, uh, as long as you're not intending to to somehow make an offering to the idol by, you know, burning it and eating it. Uh, so on the one hand, reading Harry Potter and, 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 and participating in Halloween – when I was a kid, it was so much fun uh, getting dressed up and, <laughs> and, and you know, and eating candy and right. stuff. 
so so I get that, and, and I and I don't want us to be too uptight about those things. On the other hand, there's stuff that, like like a Ouija board, right? I I I don't think you ought to fool around with those because there's no question in my mind that there are some some people are get to a point where they're kind of kind of playing with things a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I think once a person slides over into where they kind of want to do Halloween and it's kind of a way of entering into kind of a dark, sort of a dark world or, or, or something. Now, that's out of bounds for me, and I, and I want to be – I want to stay away from that stuff. So I don't know. I, I could be wrong about that one, Perseus, but that's kind of where I come down on that question. And, and in the book, I, I list five different kinds of miracles, specific answers to prayer, miraculous healings, times when God speaks to us outside the Bible, but under the Bible's authority, mm-hmm. um, uh, angelic and demonic manifestations, and then I have to say near-death experiences. Right. I know a lot of Christians are, are concerned about those, uh, but I have to tell you, after doing research on this, I've concluded that a good 90% of these are not inconsistent with the Bible. Uh, and a lot of people think they are because they don't. Re- the divine being doesn't reveal himself as, as Jesus. But in the Old Testament, God appeared to people and often didn't let them know who he was. Right. They didn't know he was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So uh, I think near-death experiences are are evidences of an afterlife and of God, although you've got to be cautious about interpreting them too much. But but, but that, those are five kinds of supernatural events that are just exploding all over the world today, Perseus. Got it, got it. Now, do miracles occur daily based on your research? Yes. I, there are hundreds of thousands of miracles that are happening every single day all over the world. Now, they're even happening more, far more in our country and, uh, than, than people know. Here's the problem. People are embarrassed to share an answer to prayer or a miracle with other people because they don't want to come across bragging. They want to look. They don't want to appear silly and foolish and gullible, and and so they don't bear witness as to what they've seen. So I've gone into church after church, Perseus, and I said, "Okay, let's just be honest for a minute. How many of you have seen a specific answer to prayer that you know just could not have been a coincidence?" Eighty percent of the. How many of you either have know somebody who was miraculously healed by prayer? Or a, a trusted friend has borne witness to someone that has been healed through prayer, that you trust their credibility, and 60%. How mm. many of you have had God guide you? Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. 
That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Or speak to you, or maybe even in a dream. I mean, it's 70%. Has anybody in here ever been aware of an angel or demon? Probably 10 to 20%. Uh, And so, but they, they don't tell, people think nothing's happening in their church because we don't talk about it. Bear witness, that's right. right. And so I encourage people in the, in the first chapter about how to grow in my expectation for these things. Go to church and start asking your friends or your Sunday school class, how many of you in the last year of your life has seen an answer to prayer, or know somebody was healed, or had God guide you? And, and please share with me about it. And I tell you, you're going to find people have seen things, but they just keep it quiet. More is going on than people know, Perseus. I totally agree. I, um, I can recall at least two or three instances um, when I first started working full-time at the church. Um, it was identical, where two parishioners contacted me, and uh, their testimony was they were awoken by something right. spiritual, and it felt like they couldn't breathe. Oh, yeah. Yes. I have a friend that had the same thing happen to him. Something's on his chest. Right, exactly. So um, how would, if if someone contacted you, how would you respond to that? Well, I, I, I would, I would, I would, first of all, be open to it. I wouldn't rule it out by right. any means. Mm-hmm. But I would want to ask them a little bit more. I'd want to know about how long they've known the Lord and, and um, you know, or they, they seem to be a little bit mature. And um, I, in other words, I would fish around to see if they were trying to get attention right, or, or something like that. But, but if I felt like, no, this person, you know, this person walks with the Lord and I can kind of just tell they're being sincere, I would say to them, well, I, I'm really strongly inclined to think that you had a, that was a demonic presence that was trying to intimidate you. And if I were you... Mm. I would, first of all, I would just, when you go to bed, I would pray in the authority of Jesus and on, based on his shed blood on the cross, mm. those things. I command you in his name, and because of his shed blood, you have to leave me alone, and I am not allowed to come back, and Holy Spirit, come and fill the place that was vacated, and you'd start doing that. And if you have a group of friends that you trust, it's good to get other people that will pray that over you because there's power in, in, in more than one person praying. But don't let this go. Uh, take this seriously. Don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. But, but take it seriously. Amen. Amen. I appreciate that. Um, my next question is, in your research and it's in the book why do so many people in our western culture downplay miracles yeah that's a really good question i think believe it or not i think so many people in this culture including christians have absorbed a naturalist worldview without really knowing they by that i mean you know, the, the the only thing we can really know is what the hard scientists tell us. And and it, it, the science gives us facts. Now, I kind of, I, I believe in God, and I, I, you know, I believe that I'm saved and going to go to heaven. But, you know, 
I would never dare to say I know these things are true. And so science carries the real weight in our lives. Right. And so, but we have these kind of mild beliefs about Christianity, but we don't want to get too radical. And we don't want to get out and look foolish to our <laughs> neighbors and our, and our secular friends. We want, to, want them to respect us. And so we, we kind of hide behind this kind of naturalist view that we don't really have full confidence that these things are real. And that's why I think just being exposed to it, I think that that's the second reason, is that people aren't exposed to credible testimonies about it. Right, these. right. I say credible, so how do you do that? Well, you get a book like mine or Craig Keener's, and I, in the back of the book, I've got a bibliography of, of easy books to read that I trust the authors. You start asking your friends whether they've seen miracles. And don't be gullible, but don't be skeptical. Be right. wise. And right. if these are people you know, and they say, you know, I honestly, I had, I had an angel appear to me, then don't, don't blow it off. These people are solid. Listen to what they're saying. And I think that those are the two reasons. We're naturalists, and we don't really get exposed to credible testimony. Mm. Uh, I, I, I totally agree with you uh, from that perspective. Um, I think in many cases we are eager to give credit to science yes. when it could have been a miraculous intervention and not and, right. Right, and not the medical procedure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, why not? Uh, yeah, you're, you're spot on on that. And so for those of you listening, uh, we are on air with uh, Dr. J.P. Moreland uh, with his new book, A Simple Guide to Experience Miracles. And we are praying that you're listening to some of these nuggets because miracles uh, do occur. Miracles are happening every day, according to Dr. Moreland. And we need to agree with God that he's still performing miracles. Uh, my next question is, how do we distinguish between a coincidental event versus a genuine miracle? Well, that's a very good question, again. And uh, there's a principle that's used in science that actually has answered that question, believe it or not. In, 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 in detective work or forensic science, forensic science in archaeology and other branches of science, they'll discover something, and they want to know if it was just produced by chance or erosion or if this person's death was an accident or if what the, the archaeologist discovered was was produced by a rational intelligent agent that that made this for some purpose or if this person's death was actually done on purpose by another you know responsible agent uh, that, that murdered the person. And so how do you tell the difference? Well, if, if, if two things are present, you know that what this event was the result of a, of a free act that was intentionally done by a, by a reasonable agent. And, and, and the first is if the, if the event was highly improbable to happen on its own. So there's a, it's very, very improbable. But that's not enough. The second one is 
there has to be something special about it besides the fact that it happened. Now, let me explain, let me illustrate. Suppose mm-hmm. you and I are playing bridge, and uh, we've got a $500 pot that we're praying for, uh, playing for. And so I'm the dealer, and I deal you a set of 13 cards, and I get 13 cards. And lo and behold, I pick up my hand, and guess what? On the first deal, I get a perfect bridge hand and win the $500. Mm-hmm. Now, was that a coincidence or was it the result of an intelligent action, namely, I cheated and I did that on purpose and stacked the deck? Well, my hand is pretty improbable, let's face it. But yours is too. I mean, if I predicted before you got your hand that you'd get just those cards, mm-hmm. man, that'd be, and I got it right, that'd be spooky. Right. So, so both of our hands are improbable, but there's nothing special about your hand. In fact, the only way I could describe your hand is it's just a random hand you got dealt, and that's all there is to it. Right. However, my hand is special, besides the fact that it was the one I got dealt, because according to the rules of bridge, anybody who gets a hand like that wins. So it's the combination of my hand being special Besides the fact that I it was dealt, we could know it was special before we even dealt, because the rules say anybody who gets that hand wins the game. So it was special, but it was highly unlikely, and that shows that it was done on purpose by an agent. Now consider God being the agent. I, I once I, I I prayed for a white pick house, the white picket fence with a grassy front yard below a certain rent that was two miles from a campus. I was the college minister there. And I looked three days, and I couldn't find anything, and I got a phone call from a gal who said there's a pastor that wants to rent a place to Christians. Here's his phone number. And I drove up to this place, and I couldn't find, by the way, I couldn't find any place to rent for the two and a half days I looked less than 11 miles away, and it was an apartment in Denver. I was working at the Colorado School of Mines in Golden. I drove up to a white house and a mm. white picket fence and a, and a grassy front yard 2.1 miles mm. from campus under the amount that I had asked God uh, to give to us, and it was exactly what we needed to have students over so we could minister to them. Hmm. Now, that was, a, that was the result of an intelligent action by a really, really smart big agent. I'll, I'm going to call him God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how do I know that? Well, that was improbable. It was highly unlikely that I would find any a White House with a white picket fence with a grassy front yard. But secondly... That house was special as opposed to finding a big apartment or a house that was 15 miles from campus and was yeah. – why was it special? Because it was exactly what I was praying for. So it was a combination of that result being special because that's what I was praying for or that's what I was specifically praying for in this person's illness and the highly unlikelihood of it happening – that that combination tells me that this is no accident. This was done by God uh, because it was a special thing and it was unlikely to occur. 
And when that happens, you don't have to doubt it. Mm. This was done on purpose. It wasn't a coincidence. Mm. JP, believe it or not, our time has come to a close. Oh, dude, you're you're kidding. It, it, it went by so quickly with all the information. But for those of you listening, um, you can get access to experience, a simple guide to experience miracles by Dr. JP Moreland. And can they find it on Amazon? They can get it on Amazon, yes. And it will, I think it will encourage their faith. Amen. Amen. So, JP, I will be in touch, and um, I'm praying that we're able to meet physically and catch up. Good, good to be with you, my dear friend. All right. We'll talk later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And again, that was Dr. JP Moreland. Uh, we thank him for lending his time and his wisdom and sharing with us the role of miracles in our lives. And miracles do occur. Miracles are still occurring. Uh, ever since the beginning of time, uh, God has been performing miracles uh, to get our attention. Uh, God has been performing miracles to um, get us to focus on him. So we pray that as you read this book, A Simple God to Experience Miracles, uh, that you are edified, that you are helped by the content. And let's not be like the naturalists. Uh, the naturalist will say uh, that miracles do not occur because it's a one-time event. Well, how silly is that? Of course it's a one-time event. That's why it's called miracle. So if it happened every day, then it will be regular. It will be mundane. <laughs> it will be natural. But miracles are supernatural. So we thank uh, JP for sharing his wisdom and insight with us. And if you have any questions, please contact us at info at srministries.org, info at srministries.org. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a lot more. Please connect to lifeaudio.com. God bless. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.